It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. You are now logged into War Up on the Whippeal, featuring your hosts, Greg Warnick and Jeff Upson. PA Power Wrestling. Pennsylvania is wrestling. Welcome into a brand new edition of War Up on the WPIAL. Greg Warnock alongside Jeff Upson. We are into the regular season as we kicked off this past weekend, and we did so in tremendous fashion. Top team in AAA, top team in AA in the WPIAL faced off, and it was a good match. Yeah, for uh, for a very early season matchup dual meet it was it was packed the the gym was packed there was a lot of good wrestling there a lot of good action um but yeah i, I know waynesburg and burrow both love kicking the season off wrestling each other uh, it's a good test for both teams and as joe throckmorton said last week he'd like to have five matchups with burrow right if, yeah he'd go to double a if he could get the five matchups with burrow every year just because of how much he likes that action. So it started off at 182 pounds, and Burrow came out with a quick fall, and then Waynesburg from there with a win. Burrow got a forfeit at 220. So question is, 220, can they fill that spot? Because giving up a forfeit as a top team in WPL is going to be tough. No, no, they they can fill that spot. Um, They just have some uh, some things they need to to get in order, uh, get some guys healthy, but uh, I totally expect them to have that that spot filled. Um, but Cole Clark got a big pin for, for Burrow to start out at 182 against Darnell Johnson. Um, and Noah Tustin followed it up with a, a nice decision over Ricky Ferrosi from Burrow, 14-10. That was a kind of back-and-forth match, as you would uh, imagine. So from there, Waynesburg getting a couple of falls. Not uh, too surprising, Ryan Howard and Mac Church. Mac Church as advertised. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's a stud, and uh, you know, I, I think obviously freshman, it's it's hard to you know. Someone asked me like, so well, how did Rocco Welsh look? I'm like, well, he only wrestled for 15 seconds, so it's hard <laughs> to say how he how he looked. I'll get a better look at him at Ironman this year, uh, this next week. Sean Samansky and Nick Salerno both got big wins for Burrow to keep them in at uh, five four and six four victories. But then, yeah, then you had Rocco Welsh, Cole Homet, both coming down and getting six point wins, fifteen seconds between the both of them. Yeah, and the two most impressive performances, actually three of them that I saw, um, had to be Wyatt Henson at one thirty eight over Ian, Ian Oswalt. He he really toyed with them eleven uh, four. Um, but he was working him, man. He uh, Henson looks like he's on a different level. I mean, eight, uh, Ian's a two-time state medalist, right? He's one of the top guys uh, in the state, and Henson really just took it to him. So I was very impressed with the way um, he competed at such a high level that early in the season. 
Ian Oswald though up a couple weight classes here at 138 pounds. Do you expect him to be down at 132? I mean, I would expect him to to go down to 132, just a matter of when. Uh, but yeah, I, he did look. Henson, I mean, Henson's filled out. Henson looks looks solid at 138, uh, but Ian definitely probably is going to go down to 132. And then the second uh, performance that I thought was was really good was Nate Stevenson from Waynesburg. Um, at 152, he competed against Noah Linderman, and he beat him 12-4, just dominated on his feet. So very impressed with the way he, he competed, especially coming off a season where he was injured. And then Luca Augustine at 160 for Waynesburg, he beat A.J. Corrado 3 nothing. Really, really solid match for for Luca. Um, you know, going against a guy who's a two time state medalist again, and and he really that was a big win for him. You look at 138 pounds. You mentioned wide. Henson looked very full. Do you, do you expect him to stay there at that weight? You know, I mean, yeah, I, I I do, but anything's possible, especially with the Waynesburg lineup. I mean, you have a guy Colton Stone King who's not in the lineup because he's kind of in a log jam with Rocco Cole and Wyatt. So. Um, you know, depending, you know, that's, I mean, that's a really good guy to have on the bench. So I'm sure they're going to figure out a way to, to maneuver some things and put, you know, plug some guys in. Um, but yeah, I don't know why it looked pretty good. He's, um, he's going 138 for Ironman this weekend. So I expect him to be there for the, for the future. I asked because I, I do expect him to end up being eligible for the postseason. Uh, just from my gut reaction, I mean, he went, lived in an entire different state, so I'm not sure why he was even ruled ineligible to begin with. I know Joe Throckmorton couldn't talk too much on it. But there's another guy at 138. He wrestled the Short Tears Houston tournament, Sam Hillegas. That could be a good matchup for a couple of times if they I, both stay That there. would be a great matchup. Uh, you know, both these guys are very highly ranked in the nation. Um, Wyatt had a really good Super 32 over the offseason. Um, Sammy Hillegas is obviously a guy who's – been in the the national you know rankings since he was a freshman. Uh, White's going to Iowa. Uh, Sammy's going to Virginia Tech. So two Division One recruits. Yeah, I'd love to see that three times this year. Um, yeah, definitely be cool. Yeah, I mean we Powerade for sure uh, would be the first one we would see it at. And then yeah, if he gets it ruled eligible for the postseason, which again I fully expect that to happen, it, it very well could be the case. So it'll be interesting to see how that breaks down as we head into uh, the upcoming rest of the season. Looking at some other tournaments within the area, the Eastern Area Tournament kicked off at uh, Gateway this past weekend. You look at some of the uh, results and how it went down. Troy Homan comes away with a title at the 106-pound weight class, uh, debe- uh, defeating Chad Ozias of Connellsville. Yeah, he looked good. You know, um, He was probably a little undersized and last year, and he, he really looks w- looks good this year. Uh, he was at the Surge Tournament uh, where you and I both got to see him, and uh, he looked good there, and he kind of kept that going here at 106 pounds, so I was impressed with him. 113 pounds, Vinny Citrano, a plum, ends up taking away the title and uh, impressive performance for, for him throughout as well. Yeah, I mean, you look at, at the, the weight class and probably not the deepest one, but, uh, you know, Vincent was able to come away with a, a championship title um, and expect him to continue his success throughout the, the season. Carter Dybert at 120 pounds. He dominates his way to a title. Do you expect him to end up dropping down? Yeah, I mean, I do. Um, you know, I think a lot of these guys, especially in the beginning of the year, I mean, you got to keep into a consideration. I mean, that's that's a flat weight. So, you know, 113 is a lot different than 115 when they get to two pounds. So I expect most of these guys to, to stay um, up a weight until that two pound in Christmas. So, um, But Carter, Carter looked great. I mean, 
you know, he, he beat a really tough uh, Evan Whiteside from Gateway, who actually upset Mason Prinky from Connellsville, who's a returning state medalist. Um, this was a, a pretty deep weight class. You had Carter, and then Evan, and then also uh, Mason, and then Nico Taddy from West Allegheny. So um, pretty pretty nice four, uh, four placers there. Taddy, and then you got another Chisco. Yeah, another one. Over. Another one. Bose is there. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to surprise some people. Uh, I think he probably is going to be a little bit under the radar, but depending on where he ends up in weight, I think he could make some noise. 126, Dom Giordano of Kiski ends up walking away with the title at 132 pounds for it was Matt Sarbo of Altoona, and he knocks off Trent Donahue of Dubois. Yeah, that was a rematch of uh, last year where Donahue was able to get the win. And um, actually, Sarbo was a state medalist two years ago. Donahue was a state medalist last year. So kind of a, a, a rubber match here between these guys. Sarbo ended up dominating at 11-3. So impressed with him. Garrett Thompson was able to come back to take third uh, for Franklin Regional. 138 pounds, Nathan Stone of Franklin Regional walks away with the title, beating Parker Loera of Bethel Park. Stone also knocked off Chandler Ho of Dubois. Yeah, Chandler Ho came in ranked number 10 in the state as a returning state qualifier. Nathan Stone's only a freshman. I mean, he was number 22 on our top incoming freshman report. He's a solid guy. Um, I think he was third at PJW States last year. He's a worker, man. I, I just like watching him wrestle. Um Really, first time I got to see him, and uh, he, he looked really good. Um, you know, that's I think 38's a good weight for him there. And he knocks off a guy in the round of 16, Ethan Connor from Kiski, and Connor comes back all the way for fifth place. So a couple of names to watch out for, uh, these young guys. Yeah, absolutely, and, and it didn't stop there. 145, Jared Kessler uh, from Connellsville, who we got to see uh, at the surge this year. He was a runner-up at the surge at 138 pounds, and he's back at 145 this year, and he beat Mason Spears in a very good match. Uh, Spears, also a guy who we got to see at the surge, um, just – both these guys really left it out there. Uh, really f- high physical, um, high action match. A lot of good hand fighting here. So two guys that are, are you could tell they've been wrestling um, at a high level for, for quite some time here. Um, so very good to see them. Jackson Gray from Mount Lebanon comes back to take third. Uh, Mason Spears actually beat him in the semifinals, which was a big win for him. So another really deep weight class. And you had t- Tony Salopek from West Mifflin as well. So top four here were really tough. 152 pounds, a pair of teammates face off in the semifinals. Enzo Morlacki ends up pinning Sam Starr, and then Ed Scott ends up winning the title over Morlacki. Yeah, and that was uh, an interesting one. And a lot of people kind of forget that you can enter more than uh, one wrestler at a weight in some tournaments. So, um, you know, a lot of people were kind of confused by that and how they could get away with that. Well, I mean, you look at the Cumber Valley Kickoff Classic, I think Nazareth had two guys at almost every single weight. So it's up to the tournament director's discretion. Like, obviously, Powerade, we're not going to have two guys from every school there. Um, But, yeah, it was actually... Uh, Sammy was winning that match when he got pinned. He uh, he was up on, on Enzo before he got pinned, so he comes back to take third. And Enzo, I mean, he kept it close with Ed Scott, who's a you know Division one recruit going to NC State, a, a state champion. Um, you know, I do expect him to go down to 45 at some point, but, you know, Enzo kind of, you know, those are two guys that are both very physical, uh, both like to go upper body, but, you know, Ed Scott was able to come away with a win. Jack Bloomer walks away with the 160-pound title. Question now is, and then we're going to talk about 170, which is where um, Nick Delp checks in. What are they going to do here with, you know, you have Morlacki and Star? Do you think one of those guys is going to drop down a weight? 
You know, I don't know. I mean, Sammy looked big, uh, and and you know, I could see maybe Enzo going down, uh, but I, I think for the time being, they're probably just going to both stay at fifty two, and and you know, for dual meet purposes, kind of both get plugged Bump in. Possibly, up. yeah. I mean, I, but I really can't see right now either of them making forty five, maybe forty seven. Maybe we can see Enzo get down, but Sammy. I mean, we saw him at the surge. He looked pretty big um, there. You know, he's starting to look like his brothers. So uh, it would be I, – I would see him maybe going up, not down. Yeah, it's a way to get all four people in the lineup. But come dual season time, it will be all four guys uh, coming into the mix here. So uh, 170 pounds. We talk about Jack Bloomer winning 160, 170. Nick Delp does come up short, and he loses by a big decision to maxed out of Mount Lebanon 12-5. Yeah, this was uh, another very physical matchup here uh, between Mac and, and Nick, and these guys know each other. They've they've wrestled before. They both kind of compete in in the Quest School of Wrestling, so they're not they're definitely not foreign to each other. Mac was able to get some some big uh, takedowns to to turns, and um, actually one time it he kind of dumped Nick down, and it he kind of landed on his shoulder weird, and then it, it, they stopped the match. But it was it was definitely a physical match. Um, I was impressed with the way Mac was able to control certain positions. And, um, you know, Nick, I think, is going to come back from this. I think he's he's going to be okay. But um, it, it, this was a high-level match between two guys that are going to be competing for a state title uh, potentially this year. You think both these guys will see each other again a couple more times? You know, I, I originally thought Mac was going to be down to, to 60 uh, for the, the season. But I actually, I don't know, man. He looked... I don't know what the they eat in the Stout household, but I mean they they are filled out, uh, both him and Luke. So I don't know how Max is going to be able to get down the sixty if he does. So he may stay here. So yeah, I mean they they definitely could see each other. One hundred and eighty-two pounds. Dakota Rogers of Connellsville walked away with the title, beating Riley O'Mara of Bethel Park six to four to win that. Speaking of the Stouts, at one hundred and ninety-five pounds, Luke Stout ends up winning the title, and he defeats Luke Montgomery of Bethel Park eleven four. Yeah, I mean those are two state medalists going at it. Luke Stout, uh, returning state runner-up, and um, both these guys are, are highly touted wrestlers uh, in the state, both Division One recruits. Luke was just absolutely phenomenal at uh, 195 pounds, and we're going to be fortunate enough to talk to him here in a couple seconds. But he beat Brandon Roskowski from Kiskiari, kind of toyed with him a little bit. Uh, another deep weight class. You had Cole Whitmer as well. He was here. Uh, he took fourth. But Luke looked really good at 95. I was kind of surprised to see him at 95. Uh, I thought maybe he'd be at 82, but he looked every bit of 95. So, you know, we may not see him come back down. I don't know. That's That's scary for the rest of the state. And really, if you look at uh, Cole Whitmer as well, finishes in fourth place, he actually dropped the 7-5 decision to Braden Roskowski. 220 pounds. It was Jack Diltz of Kiski area taking home the title. He defeats Ty Banco of Trinity uh, to win that one. And at 285 pounds, Stone Joseph of Kiski area finishes in third place. DJ Moring of McKeesport knocked him off in the semis with a fall and then ends up winning the title. Yeah, and that was a rematch from the surge. Uh, DJ Moring beat uh, Stone at the surge, and he dominated this tournament, man. He's going to be really fun to watch this year. Um, only a sophomore. He got a fall in the finals in 18 seconds. So very impressed by him. I'm not surprised whatsoever. Um, you know, He's ranked top 10 in the state for a reason. I think he's going to be uh, a threat this year. And now joining us on the show, the senior from Mount Lebanon, Luke Stout. Luke, thanks for joining us. No problem. Thank you.
Well, uh, coming off your season a year ago where you ended up with the uh, state runner-up finish, uh, let's first talk about your uh, season last year. Uh, I'm sure it didn't finish the way you were hoping, uh, being at the top of the podium, but uh, were you happy with uh, you know how things went as far as with the WPIL and the state tournament? Um, yeah, I was happy. I was happy with how I wrestled, how I performed and everything. And, um, you know, like, looking back on it, I mean, I am happy how it turned out. Like, obviously, I would have won it first, but I think that runner-up kind of decided more fuel to the fire. Fire, And, um, I got to learn a lot of things in that finals match, um, and just pick up on a lot of things that I can improve on. And I think ending the season on a loss, like, kind of really changed my outlook on wrestling and you know winning and losing and all of that so what were some of the things in the off season you really worked on um i try to work on a lot of things um you know with it being summer and freestyle season ramping up i got a lot i got to work on a lot of freestyle so that was great just kind of different positioning things um i worked a lot on top because that's not my strongest position so trying to get uh to turning guys more and just kept improving on everything that i've been doing just attacks from my feet and good shot defense and it's all the solid technique that's gone to me where I am now. And then you uh, made your decision and head into a Princeton to continue your wrestling career. Talk about that decision and what uh, you know how that came about. Um, yeah, that was a I mean it was a long process but I mean I'm very glad how it turned out. Um I'm really excited to see how like my future's gonna turn out too in the up and coming year. I'm really excited to get up there and wrestle and continue everything I've been doing and um I don't think anywhere else had a better balance of academic and wrestling than Princeton and that's like ultimately why I chose Princeton um I thought they had really good coaches a great team and I think everybody is really fighting for that national championship national championship up there which you know is also my common goal so I think there's just really good energy up there where I can get everything I want done how much was your brother pulling for you to get the pit? I mean, he was pulling hard, and, yeah, I mean, that was a hard decision, to really hard decision, for sure. I can imagine. So this year you start the season at uh, 195. Uh, was it tough uh, starting at the Eastern area, up a weight class? Uh, no, I don't think it was. I felt great. Um, I'm kind of in between both weight classes, and I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, like, losing weight, really, and I – think i wrestle my best when i'm strong and i just can wrestle as hard as i want and lift whenever i want and i think that's i mean i think that's going to be a good system this year and luke in the finals you had luke montgomery from bethel park who's a a state medalist himself but and he actually got the first takedown on you and then you kind of came back and and you threw him to his back um you know after that first initial takedown you didn't look too unfazed um talk about that that finals match with a, a pretty good opponent in montgomery yeah, um, I was glad I got a tougher match in that finals match. Um, me and Luke, we I mean we practice a decent amount out at Quest, so I mean we've wrestled with each other quite a bit. And um, yeah, like you said, he got me with that first takedown. I, I got a little sloppy and stayed on my knees with um after I took a shot and he like knee picked me. But um, yeah, I got right back to my feet and I started getting to all my stuff on my feet. And uh, I think keeping that pace high is what really like where I'm really my best, where I keep firing off shots, and I think that's when I really start turning it on. Now, your brother actually, uh, he won the Outstanding Wrestler Award, correct? Mac did. When they announced it first, I, we all I, we all kind of looked at each other like, well, did they mean Luke? Because, you know, Luke dominated. 
but uh, you had to be pretty happy for Mac the uh, the fact that he won he uh, he won the Outstanding Wrestler Award. Yeah, definitely. I thought he. I mean, I thought he deserved it. He uh, he wrestled really hard all week, and then I think he had an awesome finals match and really kind of showed everyone who he is. Talk about his development because I feel like he kind of had like kind of like you did when you went out to Fargo. You won a national title. You kind of burst onto the scene. You know, Mac had a really good off season this past season. Uh, he did well at the Journeyman Classic, um, and, and he looks. I mean, he looks like basically just like you in terms of growing and, and getting stronger. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a threat this year. Do you think he's he's ready to to make that jump this year? Definitely, I think he's definitely a competitor at that those top like first, second, third, fourth places. I mean, I think not out of the possibility of him winning the whole thing and i think that's his goal too we're both kind of in the same boat right now trying to work for that state title now looking up for the rest of your season i know you got powered coming up you were third there last year um talk about that atmosphere kind of your last your last go at at powerade to get uh get the title um you know what's what's it going to be like for you going into your last powerade um i'm sure it'll be pretty bittersweet um my last probably I guess it's not my last time in that Cannon Mac gym with everyone looking at you, but um, we still have Whippeals. But Powerade is always a fun tournament. You see a bunch of kids you never really see during the season, and um, there's a ton of people watching. I think it's really fun and competitive, and you know you get some cool gear, and it's all like televised and everything, so your friends can watch that. I think it's going to be really fun going out and trying to win the whole thing. Now, Kellen, Kellen won a title there, right? I think he did. Yeah, he won a senior. That's right, because Zavatsky was before him. So you got to you got to outdo your you got to outdo your brother, right? You gotta you gotta get a title. Now, now you said you didn't you don't necessarily like cutting weight, and you looked pretty full at one ninety five. I mean, is that do you think that's kind of a good weight for you, or do you think maybe you'll you'll descent down to eighty two, or have you not made up your your mind quite yet? Um, I really haven't really made up my mind, but um. I don't know, as I keep on going and wrestling where I'm at now, I feel like 95, I, I might stick here. I'm really not 100% sure, though. Well, we look forward to seeing what, what transpires. And, uh, you know, like I said, in the finals at Eastern Aries, you looked definitely like a full-size 195-pounder. Uh, so, um, you know, congratulations on that title at Eastern Area. And, and tell Matt congratulations for winning the Outstanding Wrestler Award because I, I think a lot of people are like, wow, Matt, not Luke? Uh, but no, that was, that was, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. I was glad for that. Yeah. So do you have to go back into the wrestling room though and show them, Hey, I'm still the bigger brother. I'm, I'm the better wrestler. <laughs> yeah. We went at it today a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Luke, we appreciate you uh, taking some time out to uh, join us and, uh, best of luck as you head through your senior campaign. Thank you very much. I thank- appreciate it. Thanks Luke. Yep. Thank you. Thanks to Luke Stout for joining us on the show. Now we'll get into the Short Tears Houston uh, tournament from this past weekend. Some good action and some uh, guys making some noise. You look at 106 pounds. Anthony Ferraro of Pine Richland, he ends up uh, taking the title. He defeats James Anderson of South Fayette for first place. Both guys are freshmen. 113 pounds, Levi Donnell of Butler coming in unseated, and he ends up getting four total well, tech fall plus three falls to uh, win the championship. He, he pins Ashton Sadowski of Chartiers Valley for first. Yeah, I was impressed with Levi. Levi's a guy who we had on our top incoming freshman report, a uh, very highly touted wrestler. Um, I, w- I was 
curious to see how he do, especially starting the season off at 113, and he did not disappoint. Um, you know, maybe not the, the strongest of competition for him, but still just a dominating performance. 120 pounds, Matt Inman ends up uh, walking away with the title. Uh, good matchup, uh, and a guy I just want to point out. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Quickly, is uh, Joey Senapal at Burgestown? I expect some good things from him this upcoming season. He ends up battling back for third after a tough quarterfinal matchup with Inman. 126 pounds, Ryan Michaels, four total falls to win the championship, including a fall over Bryce Wilkes, Peters Township. Yeah, very impressed with the the way Ryan Michaels wrestled. Uh, recently committed to Campbell and uh, just really dominated the, the field here, including a, a nice win over Bryce Wilkes, who who kind of dominated his own way to, to the finals here. So uh, for Ryan Michaels, you know, I do expect him to probably descend down to 120, but a uh, really good start to the season for him. 132, Dylan Evans of Chartiers Valley coming in unseated. He ends up with two falls, two techs, and then a 3-1 decision over Keelan Laffey of Pine Richland to win the title. Good performance from Dylan. Yeah, definitely a, a good way to start your your campaign as a as a freshman is coming in and dominating some some older competition here. <clears throat> he's he's definitely a guy who I think is going to be in the mix uh, either at 126 or 132, depending on where he goes. And it's hard to say with freshmen because you know they you don't want them to necessarily cut too much weight because they're growing naturally. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him stay up at 132. But he really showed that he can hang with those guys, beating uh, seniors like Jeremy McPherson, and then. Uh, defeating for the second time in a couple months uh, Keelan Laffey from Pine Richland. So really good start for the season for, for Dylan. We talked a little bit earlier about Sam Hillegas of North Hills of 138. For four first-period falls for Hillegas to win the title. 145, Ken Dushak of Freedom. He wins the title, and he knocked off Eddie Hune of Carlinton by major decision in the semifinals before uh, winning a matchup against uh, Oakland's Jonathan Kreese to win the title there. 152 pounds. Peyton Hall of Oakland was your champion. He beats Nathan Lucas of Pine Richland in the finals. 160 pounds. Cole Spencer of Pine Richland had an off year last year after a fantastic freshman campaign, and he ends up winning by major decision over Shane Kemper of Burgestown, nine to nothing for the title. You know, and that was an interesting match for me because remember Cole's coming off of a, you know, they didn't have a state run in the in football because he's the starting quarterback for Pine Richland, um, but they I think they made it to the Whippeal finals maybe against Central Catholic or they at least they made it deep into the Whippeal playoffs. So you know how much time off or does it going to take for him to get into wrestling shape because everyone knows there's a huge difference between being in football shape and wrestling shape um, and especially down at 160 for him but he really uh, dominated here like you said three first period falls before majoring a really tough Shane Kemper so it seems like he's picking up kind of where he started as a freshman because as you said last year maybe a little bit of an off year for him Um, he's recently committed to Penn to wrestle so I think that's off his shoulders now Um, excited to see where Cole ends up here because as you mentioned as a state medalist his freshman year a lot of high aspirations 170 pounds Eli Brinsky of South Fayette with the title 182 pounds 
It was Donovan McMillan, McMillan, excuse me, of Peters Township. He had the big win over Trent Schulteis of Freedom, 10-6 in overtime. Yeah, this was a, a huge matchup here for a couple of reasons. One, Trent Schulteis is up quite a few weight classes here. Um, excited to see how he competed. Uh, I think 82 is a little bit too big for him. I think he probably needs to get down a little bit and wait. Um, and Donovan McMillan, man, he's he's a guy who I feel like has been on the cusp of, of breaking out for a while. I think he's a pretty good football player too. Um, and, uh, you know, again, how, how is he going to com- perform after a, a long football season? So he, he apparently is going to do pretty well, uh, considering he just beat a state runner up in Trent Schulteis. So I'm excited to see Donovan and see if he can make it to the state tournament this year. 195 pounds, Logan Harmon of Armstrong, a three falls and a major decision to win the title. 220 pounds, Josh Sarasnik of Chartiers Valley. He defeats Damon Thompson of North Hills 4-3 for the championship. And 285, Riley Kemper of Burgestown pins his way through four first period falls. Also got his 100th victory, and Kemper was the champ. Yep, very impressive there for Kemper. Um, you know, I would have liked to seen Quint uh, Franklin from from South Fayette there, but I believe he's nursing an injury. I think he should be back, but um, Kemper kind of went in un- untested. And I'll tell you what, we talked a little bit about Double A last week and what team might be able to challenge Burrow. We threw a few teams out there because of the competitive nature of the second place bid. Burgestown was a number two seed going into the tournament, and I think it's a little bit forgotten because of how they got upset in the quarterfinals and because it's only, you know, the double elimination at the semis. And Freedom ends up placing second. Burgestown looks strong. They, they did. Up, they, they finished with 161.5 points, third place, but first overall as far as double A teams. And they didn't lose really anybody from last year, and they got more guys in, like Joey Senapal and a few others. They're going to be deep, and they could be the challenger to Burrow. I, I think they probably are, are going to be the challenger. I, I was impressed very much with the Shar-Houston result that Burgerstown had. And like you said, looking back on their roster, they didn't lose a ton. And they, they reload with some other guys here. Um, I think they're going to be a threat for sure. So, uh, you know, Burgerstown, if they can keep guys healthy, they may be the number two team. Um, but, again, they got upset last year. So, so people are kind of looking at, well, you know, are they actually able to – to, to do it this year. And I'm sure they haven't forgot about that, though. I mean, they pulled no. off a couple upsets to win the section championship and now to get that number two seed. And I think some people were surprised they got that number two seed. And then they ended up uh, with that upset loss. So now they're right. trying to, to make, uh, you know, show that they can, they actually were deserving of that. You look at uh, some results from the Cumberland Valley uh, kickoff classic as well. At 106 pounds, Hunter Swedish of Seneca Valley finishes in second place at 106. Yeah, he uh, he battled Dom Fendora from downtown West Tight, who was a state qualifier last year. So um, Swedish is is there. And they also have Tyler Chapel, Dylan's younger brother. He's a very undersized freshman at 106 pounds. They both enter the tournament to compete. 113 pounds, Jacob Haupt of Cannon McMillan. He ends up finishing in second place at 120 pounds. Dylan Chapel of Seneca Valley. He is defeated by Ben Mon of Cumberland Valley, 3-1. Yeah, Dylan's up uh, to 120 this year, and uh, Ben Mon really, uh, you know, he's he's a solid wrestler. He's a two-time state medalist, and uh, I knew this was probably going to be a pretty tight match. Dylan likes to... He he tends to keep things a little close, but um, you know Ben Ben does too. So uh, I, I think we could probably see this one again sometime. But uh, yeah, excited to see where these two end up uh, come March. Do you see Dylan Chapel going down? You know I don't I don't think so, man. He he looks pretty pretty 
good size at 120. I think it'd be tough for him to get down to 15, but I mean, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's possible. But um, especially with the loss to Mon, he might be thinking about it. Maybe, but I mean, I think Mon could end up going to 13 too. You know, I, I think he's he wrestled 13 at Super 32, so. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know. I, I think Dylan's focused on on right now and and trying to improve upon his, you know, his weekend. But uh, you know, I, I think these are two guys that are going to probably end up finishing on the podium. I would love to see Dylan Chapel open up a little bit, open up his offense. I know he's got it. It just he's a he he can wrestle defensively at times, especially in big matches like that. If he could open up a little bit, I think he could really be. You know, obviously he's a state runner up, so of course he's a, he's a great wrestler, but. Well, I just feel like sometimes he kind of keeps his offense in. Yeah, I mean, I think the the best we saw maybe of of Dylan was last year at Powerade um up until the finals against Gary Steen. I mean, he was he was really wrestling tough he, even at uh King of the Mountain too. Um when he wrestled Finn Solomon and um y- you know, I, I think he is he's definitely somebody when he is offensive he is he's really tough to beat because he is really stingy uh defensively. It's just a matter of how you know open that up right so i agree he opens up i think he's he's definitely going to be uh better you know than he was last year no wpio wrestlers placed at 126 pounds 132 ali herrera rondone he ends up winning a tight match with will Bentoncourt of manheim one nothing yeah i wasn't surprised at all to see a one nothing win here for for ali he uh he, he's just so tough from from the top position and uh you know he's another one like dylan you know he opens up he, he's he's on fire. Um, Will Ben Court's a, a very tough wrestler, a state medalist going to Lock Haven, um, but not surprised to see this one be a little tight. Jimmy Baxter, Cannon McMillan also finished in sixth place at that weight class. One hundred and thirty-eight pounds. No one from the W. Or excuse me, Chan Shear of Seneca Valley placing third at one hundred and thirty-eight. Yeah, that was a, a, a good weight for for Chan's. It was a, a he had Bryce Brennan who was a uh, state medalist last year, and Nick Foster who was very surprising and uh, how good he was here. But Chan's I thought had some some good wins. One forty-five. Antonio Emilio of Seneca Valley. A championship over Cade Balestrini of Shikalemi. Also, Gabriel Stafford of Cannon McMillan finishing in fourth place. Yeah, definitely really impressed with Emilio here. He beat Balestrini, who's a returning state medalist. Uh, Emilio's a guy who I was surprised to see down at 45 already this year um, and, and Vlasnik up to 52. So, you know, Emilio had had a really good win over Balestrini. I was also very impressed with um, Gabe Stafford from from Cannon Mac as a freshman coming in to take fourth. Uh, you know, very impressive. 152, Drew Vlasnik of Seneca Valley finishing in third place. 160 pounds. No WPIL wrestlers meddling at that weight. 170 pounds. Liam Volklos of Seneca Valley finishing in third. He defeats Matthew Furman of Cannon McMillan 3-2 for third place. Furman in fourth. Also Marshall Adamson of Seneca Valley finishing in fifth place. 182 pounds. No WPIL wrestlers medaled at that weight. 195. Also no WPIL wrestlers there. 220 pounds. Evan Miller of Cannon McMillan finishing in fourth. Nick Funavitas of Seneca Valley finishing in fifth and 285 pounds. Giomar Ramos of Cannon McMillan finishing in second place. Davin Bame of Seneca Valley in sixth. Yeah, and obviously Cannon Mac was down a few guys, right? They were down uh, Garrett Ninehouse, obviously. You know, the biggest name on their, their team was not there. Um, Tanner O'Haley, also a guy who, who didn't compete. So um, I, I think they got to get healthy, especially with a quad meet coming up here in, in a couple weeks here. Um, but and Seneca Valley won the title. Seneca Valley won the team title. 
Nazareth is really freaking good. And, and, you know, they finished ahead of, of, of Nazareth. So, um, you know, Nazareth was missing a, f- a few guys as well. Uh, state runner up Deshaun Farber and, and two time state medalist, uh, Stefanik, but, uh, Seneca Valley, I think looked pretty strong here, especially some of those guys, like you said, Emilio and Chanchier, uh, and, and Volkloss. I thought they, they all looked good. So, uh, excited to see where Seneca Valley kind of, because I, I'm not saying I disrespected them the week prior, but we kind of talked about Waynesburg, Kiski, Canamac, and Seneca was an afterthought kind of, but, um, and Hempfield too. And that makes their, you know, well, obviously, yeah. Four. Seneca Valley in that, that number five spot looking into the top four. I think the biggest issue with Seneca Valley is depth. It was the same issue they had last year. They have all those big name guys, right? From 106 to 145 last year, boy, they were tough to beat. But then from there is where they kind of ran into their challenges, right? Because they had a couple of guys who could do okay, average wrestlers, and then they had some weak spots. Yeah, no, you're you're right, and uh, you know I guess we'll we'll find out, especially with the quad coming up on the twentieth. With the guys moving up in weight, right? Dylan Chapel going to twenty, Herrera Rondon going to thirty-two. Everybody kind of going up a couple weight classes. If you can get a couple of those younger guys in there, they might be able to make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. You look at uh, this upcoming weekend's wrestling action. As far as tournaments go, King of the Mountain coming up this upcoming weekend. That's probably the biggest tournament. Yeah, in terms of whip your wrestlers, I mean, there's going to be uh, quite a few teams there. Um, some big names such as Burl, Cannon Mac, um, Frank and Regional, and, and TJ are going to be there. Penn Trafford, Trinity, um, and Chartier's Valley as well. So some some lot of lot of big names there. But um, I'll be at Ironman to see Frazier, Seneca Valley, and Waynesburg. Um, very, very excited to see how Waynesburg, uh, those those young freshmen, and, and Seneca Valley, and Ali, you know, he got, <clears throat> excuse me, second there last year. Can he kind of repeat that performance? He's a top seed or pre-seed at 132 this year. Um, so, and of course, Thane, you know, Thane Lawrence, how is he going to compete? Uh, for Frazier. So uh, excited to see where, where these guys end up. I'm really kind of curious about the moon duels too, because Kiski area is there. Um, but so is Hempfield. Yeah, that will be a great one to see early on. And you actually look at some of the uh, section matches that are scheduled for this week. Kiski's going to wrestle Norwin and Penn Traffer is going to wrestle Franklin regional. Should be a couple of good ones. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, early, early good section matches here. And uh, you know, PT's, you know, I, I think Franklin Regional's got a they got a tough task on their hands with Penn Trafford. So we got section matches coming up starting here this upcoming week, and then obviously we got the uh, tournaments coming up here this weekend. Should be a lot of fun to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, absolutely, Greg. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, you know, looking forward to see how all these uh, Whippeal wrestlers perform, especially as the season starts rolling on. Before you know it. We'll be gearing up for Powerade, you know. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at it, we got King of the Mountain and Iron Man this weekend, two of the big tournaments, as well as the Moon Duels. You mentioned that, but uh, you got Beast of the East the following weekend. Not too many WPL teams out there. It's almost kind of like an off weekend for most schools, but then you're right into it. Powerade, Southmoreland, the uh, Steve D'Agostino at West Mifflin. Almost every WPL school is at those three tournaments. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, there's not many schools. I don't know if there's any WPL schools that aren't at one of those tournaments. So, yeah, it, it's uh, it doesn't slow down. It, it's really picking up now, and uh, you know that means we're going to be busy. Uh, I'll be busy with rankings. Uh, you know, rankings have been they've been a little bit tough for me this year, man. They've been tough. What makes it so difficult? Uh, just because we're on two different platforms. Because I upload the the rankings to both Rockfin and PA Power Wrestling. So because anyone who's a PA Power Wrestling member who still has an active subscription on PA Power can view them on PA Power Wrestling. But um, 
but I have to put them up on Rockfin as well for the new subscribers on there as well. So it's it can be a little little tough. I thought you might just ranking the kids it was getting no, difficult. No, that's, that's easy. No, that's easy. That, that's easy. You know, they've Not separated easy. themselves. No, 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 no. I'm not saying they separate, but it's easy in the beginning because. It, it, you get guys down to weight where they are. You go off of some of last season and, and some off-season results, some good ranked matchups that happened over the weekend. So it's, You're starting to see a little clarity now after this past weekend's wrestling action, but I'll tell you what, I would think this is probably the toughest time is it when you start the season off because, one, you don't know where weight some of these kids are at weight-wise, and then you enter in some of these freshmen we've talked about today. It's it, it's it's easier it's now than it has been in years past to rank freshmen because these freshmen that we have coming in are are so battle tested. You know, um, it's not hard to to put where Rocco Welsh and Mac Church are going to be right because I've seen them compete against high school level guys. Same with like Dylan Evans and and Grant McKay and all these other guys that are coming in as as high level freshmen. Um, you know, I, the hardest thing is getting guys at the right weight class. Now, the the hardest, so I'd say the hardest week for me to do rankings is right before the drop, uh, the two pound allowance, because you have guys all all over the board moving around, and you may not have their their weights until after I post rankings. So, like, you're going to have all these guys at different weight classes competing. So, that's probably a little bit more difficult than the early season one, in my opinion. And what's the date of that again? When they get the two pounds, Christmas. Okay. Merry Christmas. Two pounds. <laughs> great, great. I feel like that's moved back. I it mean, was. When we wrestled, it was in January. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I forget what day in January, but my birthday's in January, so I always knew it was around my birthday. Uh, but they did these, you know, it's the society, you know, they're getting easier on these, these kids. Well, and they, you know what? It's like the season started, what, this past weekend? So we're talking two or three weeks. Why don't they what's just the get, point, right? Yeah. Why not just give it to them in the beginning? I don't, I don't understand that. I don't know. It's it's good. It, it, it should either be in January. Or you might as well just start the whole season off with giving them two pounds, right? And then at that point, you might as well just call it what it is. Yeah, that's you know, it's, it's yeah, one fifteen, one hundred eight, one fifteen, right? And you just say the actual weight classes because it, it gets confusing. I mean, and, and for only what two or three weeks, and then really you're missing out on a couple of big tournaments where you could see guys down in their weight, their right weight. Yeah, those tournaments could be a lot of fun. Maybe we should give him a third pound in uh, in February, right? Yeah, maybe a pound a pound a month, right? Pound a month, there you yeah, go. Yeah, so December you won't give any. January a pound, February a pound. I mean, who knows? Who knows? That could be kind of cool. I don't know. Kind of crazy too, but it is. Uh, yeah, it, it, I ex- actually liked when it was January getting the two pounds though. Like to me, December twenty fifth is too early. It's pretty early. It's way too early. Because that's what you look forward to is that January, like you get through the holidays, you get through the new year, and by the way, now that presence here, you got, you got two pounds. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, I mean, obviously as a kid, you know, I'm going to like it earlier. But, oh, no doubt about it. I, mean, I would have loved it in, when I was wrestling sure. to have it in December, but I don't know. To me, it's just if you're going to have it, just might as well call it what it is. Like, right. If you're going to like, why even have them weigh in at, for two weeks? You know, twenty five days essentially. It's kind of silly. I I agree with you. Yeah, and especially when you only wrestle maybe two of those weekends. Right. Or yeah, two of those yeah. weeks out of the three that are there because of the holidays. None of the main big matches, like none of the postseason, not even close to the postseason matches, are competed at, at flat weight. So, I mean, yeah, it's – I mean, it's good for those teams that have more flexibility for sure, but it's it can be a little difficult for – for guys that can't fill lineups especially uh, to get guys down in, in weights. But I don't know. 
Well, I'll see what happens. I mean, especially with the weight changes that have been proposed. Uh, you never yeah. know what Don't get happen. me on it. Don't get me on started on that. You love those, right? Yeah, I'm all for it. Dropping two weight classes. That's a great idea. The greatest state in the nation of wrestling. And we, we're going to drop two weight classes. What gets me about Phenomenal that is, idea. Well, what gets me is that they're going to drop the lightweight. It's I mean, I get, that, I get that you see a lot of forfeits out of there when, during the season. But how many great wrestlers wrestle in that lightweights, and what are they going to do? Uh, there is no log- I, there is no logical argument for to it. To me, I feel like you're better off cutting a heavier weight than you are cutting a lightweight, because you get more great matches out of the lightweights. And then those kids, we talked about a few kids being too light at 106 today. Yeah, there are too then, light. There's a lot of guys. And you're going to cut 106. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And start at where? Where would they start at? I don't know, 110 or something. Uh, it's what I don't care what there there is. There is absolutely no logical argument for. I don't know for, why they raised it to 106 to begin with. Well, I mean, it, it's based on on the National Federation of High School and their their years of analysis, uh, analysis of of you know average weight of the the high school kid, high school guy. So I I don't know. That's regardless. The fact of the matter is, there's no way that two weight classes eliminating two weight classes is going to somehow make wrestling dual meets more exciting because we're going to have less forfeits. That's you, you're like, still going to have tons of forfeits with 12 it, weight classes. It doesn't matter, right? Smaller schools are not going to say, "Oh my gosh, we lost two weight classes. We can fill a lineup and now we're going to have all now kinds all of Now all of a sudden we're going to magically get four more people to sign up. Right. It's not it's not going to happen. And and fans are going to go regardless if and you know, you're punishing the wrestlers, you're punishing the kids, you're punishing the guys that you may not necessarily make a lineup and you know, guys that are kind of born the cusp, and and, and it's just, it's re- absolutely ridiculous. Like, it's just you see, not told you not to get me worked up. Well, the proposed changes. When would they go into effect next year? Next year, yeah. So we still have they. They're not going to meet on until April again. So we got to we got a while. So it sounds like we got to talk about it every show. Listen, you can talk about it as much as you want, but no one's listening. No one from the people that matter really care. It's all politics, man. It is. It's all politics. Unfortunately. Yep. Yep. Well, we want to thank Luke Stout of Mount Lebanon for joining us on the show. And uh don't want to end on such a bad note. I know, right? that's why I want to thank Luke. He was he was the highlight. He was, Luke was the highlight. Normally our guests are always the highlights of our show because you no and I are certainly it. not highlights. No. Luke no Stout chance. definitely a highlight. Luke Stout, he's got lots of Twitter followers. Greg Warnock has no Twitter zero followers. zero Twitter followers. So Maybe he a he is the highlight, no right, doubt about right. it. I mean, I think Joe Throckmorton probably doesn't even have Twitter, but he has more followers than I have. He probably does. So that's why you know the guests are the highlight. Sure, no doubt about it. Right, and we appreciate Luke for joining us. Uh, you know, and it's a good thing uh, he he and Mac didn't have to wrestle over the phone or anything. Right, I'd actually like to see that match. Throw him, Kellen, and Mac in a room together, and, and you know. Old, and, and Brian can kind of, you know, referee the, his his kids there and see what see what happens. That'd be fun. I like it. I'll tell you what, man. They they are some they are, are freaks of nature, man. Those guys are are really put together. They are. I, I can't wait to see how uh, Mac and Luke do this year. Yeah, they're, me too. They're a lot. They're of a lot fun of fun to watch. To watch. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just really fun to watch. Like they're exciting and they're just they're always going. You know, so uh, I like watching those guys wrestle. Well, again, I want to thank Luke for joining us on the show, and I want to thank all of you for listening in. Make sure you stay with us through social medias. We're going to have updates throughout the entire week, and we'll be back uh, this time next week for a new podcast and get you set and ready to go for another week of wrestling action. For Jeff Upson, I'm Greg Warnock. Thanks for listening in to War Up on a WPIL.